Welcome to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. To get more information about me and my work, please visit ValerieSilvera.com. I want you to know that it truly is an honor for me to stand with you. Who gets to decide how I look? Who gets to decide how you look? We are living in an age where it is utter craziness. All of the amount of information that is thrown at us for how we're supposed to look, especially. I mean, definitely how we are supposed to appear with regard to success and money and jobs and prestige and all that stuff. But I kind of wanted to focus today on this pressure for how we look. I really feel actually a little sorry for younger people. And I'm going to address mainly women in this because I think that women somehow take this on more. And I think there is actually more pressure on us for how we look, but this could actually relate to guys too. But I kind of feel sorry for younger people who've been raised in all this chaos. We didn't have that, at least not when I was growing up. I didn't grow up in in a, a place or in a family or a society where people were really looking at us. We were lower middle class and maybe lower class, sometimes maybe no class, but I didn't have that. You know, we weren't in some blue blood family that was, you know, we went to balls and things like that. So nobody was looking at really what we were wearing or how we looked so much. But I think it was also really just the times. So I was born in 1962. So my young childhood was in the 60s. And my, what I really think of as my growing up years would be in the 70s. And we just didn't have that. We obviously did not have social media. Yes, Young people, we had television, but hey, it was black and white at first. But we did not have this, what people are wearing every day. Forget every day, what they're wearing every hour. We didn't have this constant barrage of photography and video. And by the way, most of it that has been airbrushed. These people don't even look like what we think we're supposed to look like anyway. Man, in so many ways, life was so much easier when the only comparisons people had were the people around them. So if you lived in an area that was maybe lower demographically as far as income, everyone around you was sort of dressed the same, so you didn't really know. Now, in my growing up years that I talk about, in my junior high and high school years, I lived in this area called Richmond Beach in Washington State, and much of that area was fairly wealthy. We didn't live in that area. We lived in the other side of the tracks. You know, somehow we got just scooted in on that whole arrangement. And so I was very aware. I definitely was aware that a lot of my friends had a lot more wealth and money and nicer things. But even so, it still wasn't the pressure. I mean, I felt different. I did. I felt different a lot. And, and, and so I can only imagine how people feel now and why so many young people feel so compelled to get themselves overburdened in credit card debt because they think they have to have these things or they have to buy a certain brand of car. You know, I like nice things. Don't get me wrong. 
But I think we can all agree that having a certain car does not make you a different person on the inside. You might enjoy it, and some people might think you were cooler or might think you were whatever, but it really doesn't change who we are on the inside. And we're really causing ourselves so much stress and pressure and frustration and just a lack of, of peace, not being able to live in peace for any moment. So many people can't even pass by a mirror without looking at themselves, concerned about what they must look like and, you know, am I fat enough? Excuse me. Sorry. That's probably not the case usually. Am I thin enough? Or, but on the converse, there's this whole notion now that everyone's supposed to be skinny, 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 skinny. Hey, by the way, some of us aren't made that way. I mean, you could take all the fat off my body and I still got big old bones. I mean, we're all made differently. But then there's pressure for now having a big butt is a thing. Okay, if you have one naturally, great. You know, go for it, flaunt it. It's what you got. But now girls are trying to figure out how to get a large rear end. I mean, it's just getting nuts. We have young, young, young girls who are injecting themselves with fillers and things like that and, and getting even boob jobs because there's so much pressure for how you look. And then we wonder why the depression rate is going up. And I'm sure that has a lot to do with a lot of different things. But the pressure to be the prettiest, you know, I call it the est society. You have to be the prettiest, the strongest, the richest. I was going to say successful. I can't say successfulist, can I? <laughs> the most successful, whatever word you want to fill in the blanks with. But that kind of pressure is just not healthy. And it's not just young people, by the way, for all of you who are listening and you're kind of around my age, it's still, we're still seeing it too. There are a lot of great things about this age of instant information and social media, but it's that dual-edged sword like most things have that we're constantly seeing what other people look like. And many times what is in social media, by the way, first of all, are perhaps people that, that have more money than you have. They're in a different industry. They're in a different place in their life. And we, we don't have the same means that they have. And that's making people feel less than because you don't have the same means. I think it's really incredible that people can make vast amounts of money. That's completely fine. That is our right in, the, in a capitalistic society. But to believe that somebody's a better person because they happen to fall into a certain career, or even if they chose the career that happens to make more money, how is that more important than somebody who's doing something that makes a lot less money, but is very meaningful? I don't even know how we're going to get back to that, to a place where we have balance in this regard, Be, unless you make a conscious decision and you decide you're going to stop taking all of that in. You don't have to read the gossip magazine. You don't have to be on Facebook scanning and scrolling all the time. So let's go back to these people that we're seeing that are supposed to look that way. First of all, most of those people don't look that way. Let's get clear on this. If you're talking about uh, famous, you can't see my little finger quotes, can you? Famous people, <laughs> they are airbrushed. Even video is, is changed to look a certain way. They spend hours and hours and hours looking that way. 
I remember a few years back, the actress Jamie Curtis, and she has been around for a very long time, and she's actually a, a fairly thin, and she's an attractive woman who's actually let her hair go gray. She was the first one, I think, to make it fashionable to do that. But I remember one time she said, I want to show myself what I really look like. So she showed herself in a, I think it was a two-piece swimsuit. I'm going on memory here. And she didn't look terrible by any means, but she did not look like you think she would have looked had she taken off that evening gown that you had just seen her in. But she went on to say in this article, and please don't quote me because I'm going again on memory and you know, I've got several fewer brain cells than I used to have back when I read the article. But I think she said something like it took her, I can't even remember how many hours. It seemed like it was about eight hours or something for her to go to this award show. Eight hours. Okay, I would have zero patience to sit there for two hours, let alone eight. I mean, getting poked and prodded and airbrushed and sprayed and and hair and makeup and, you know, wrapping this and doing, I don't know what in the heck. I, I literally can't even come up with enough words to describe what in the world you would do for eight hours to get ready for something. I mean, I always, listen, if, if it takes me one hour to get ready, I mean, that's pushing it for me. If it takes me one hour, this is my feeling. It isn't going to get much better after that. Okay. So the rest is a waste of time. Okay. Maybe if I had professional hair and makeup and wrappers and pokers and prodders, I don't know what all these people are. Maybe I would look better. But anyway, you get my point. It's just, it's, it's too much unnecessary pressure for what? We really should be far more concerned about what we look like on the inside. What God sees when he sees our soul. What we're truly like when we're alone. What, you know, what are our thoughts? What, are, what is our heart? How do we feel about people? And what are we doing to make the world a better place? That's not to say that people who are getting all made up like that don't try to make the world a better place. That's not what I'm saying. Those are two completely different things. I'm just talking about this enormous pressure. And if you think about it, if you're doing that, you're putting that pressure on yourself. Certainly society can have an impact on that, but it's up to us to decide if we want to take on that pressure. I'm all for looking your best. I'm all for looking fresh and, and made up. And I lotion and potion the heck out of my face to try to preserve what I can as long as I can. And I work out all the time. And I mean, I should eat better. I go through periods of eating better than I do at uh, some other periods, but I also want to live my life too. I don't want to be so stressed out all the time. Every time you look at a piece of food, you're just causing yourself so much stress. Where's that balance? Do you ever think about that? Do you think about that even half as much as you think about how you're supposed to look or how thin you're supposed to be or what the world is supposed to think of you and what your outward appearance is to the world? Do you think about what's on the inside as much. You know, it's kind of funny because some people will say, well, I can't afford to come to an event. Oh, hey, by the way, speaking of events, I usually talk about that before I get into a podcast. We're having our first still standing live event of 2019, and it is going to be on June 22nd in Palm Springs, California. I'd love to see you there live and meet you. It is going to be our best event yet. 
and the launch of our signature event, which will be held in Palm Springs. And we will be building up to hopefully a couple events a year. Love for you to be there. Stillstandinglive.com is where you can find out about that. So anyway, I'll hear people say, I can't afford to go to an event. And you know, there are some people that literally can barely afford to eat. But for most people, we spend plenty of money on stuff. Okay, if you really sat down and started to think about what you spend your money on, So maybe someone will say, I can't afford a life coach. I can't afford, I mean, if that's something they want to do. I can't afford to go to an event. I can't even afford a book. I can't afford some tools and resources is what I'm getting at to help you on the inside. I can't afford, how about this? I can't afford to take the time to go have some peace in my life. But yet, so much money is spent on the clothing and the hair and the makeup and all of the stuff to make us look a certain way on the outside when we should be a hundred times more concerned with how we not just look on the inside, but how we are on the inside. And that comes from doing some work, getting some help, finding perspective, surrounding us with the right people, getting resources, spending time thinking and praying getting closer to God or whatever it is that you believe spiritually, getting that spirit nourished. Those are the things that matter. Cultivating and improving our relationships, moving away from those that don't serve us well. All of this stuff, having a better attitude, mindset, choosing what you think about, choosing to be courageous, and the list goes on and on and on. But I wonder how much time we spend If you just sat down after this podcast and you figured out how much time, money, effort, all of that kind of stuff that you put toward your outward appearance or what people think of you, your image versus your internal image, you know, who you are on the inside, the time and energy you spend doing that. It's, there's probably no comparison for most people. We're not prioritizing the right things, my friends. We're just not. As a society, or we wouldn't be in the shape we're in if we were. And that's what I want to encourage you today. And I called this podcast, Who Gets to Decide What I Look Like? Because, by the way, who gets to decide what you look like? I mean, what if next week nobody's supposed to be blonde? I mean, most of the people I know and see are blonde. Is everyone just going to run out and buy brown hair dye or stop dyeing their hair blonde? I mean, people are deciding and, and, and it changes all the time. So people are deciding what you look like, what you're supposed to look like. What if you don't look like that? What if what we're supposed to be is six feet tall and 125 pounds? Well, I can tell you, my friends, that's not going to happen for me. First of all, I'm 5'5", and that's when I'm standing up nice and tall and using my my good posture. And (laughs) so that's not going to happen. But I am naturally a bigger boned person. I know everyone thinks they're big boned. That's our excuse. But seriously, I am. I've got big old knees and I've got big bones and I'm more of a muscular shape. Not to mention, I've got adrenal fatigue and missing thyroid glands, okay? That's just not going to happen for me unless I starve myself. And what kind of a life is that? So you get my point. For, For us to have the idea or the notion that we should look a certain way because this is the trend, that's nonsense. 
If your body shape, your lifestyle, who you are, how God made you doesn't fit with that, then what are you supposed to do? Feel inferior? Feel like a loser? Feel ugly? Feel unwanted? Feel unloved? That is what's going on with our youth. That is why there's so much depression at such a young age. That is one of the main reasons is all of this pressure to be someone you were never meant to be. We've got to just start embracing how we are. Yes, do your best, be your best, but we've got to stop agreeing with this pressure. We really do because because there's enough stress in the world without adding that to it. Just the constant, non-stop pressure. I would really like to encourage you to say, no, I'm, I'm jumping off the train. I'm not going to start, I'm not going to keep watching and listening and believing all of the nonsense out there about how I'm supposed to look. And if you're looking at pictures, remember, they don't look like that. It's all been airbrushed and fixed and, you know, that's not how they look. Look how you look. Ladies. For those of you who are my age, sliding down the backside of 50 in a fast hurry, or older or younger, whatever, we have wrinkles and that's okay. Listen, we earn those wrinkles. It's part of life. We are not going to be able to stop them. This is just part of what happens to our bodies. I see some absolutely gorgeous, beautiful ladies who just let their wrinkles be. And it's because I can see the light shining through in their eyes. I see their attitude. I love it, by the way. When I see a woman who's, you know, got some curves, and I'm talking even some big curves, and she doesn't seem to care. You know what I'm talking about? Those women that just go out there and they just be. And they don't try to be anything else. I'd like to encourage all of us to do that to stop putting so much pressure. When we were young, I talk about this sometimes with friends. When we were young, we didn't have, you know, back in the day, we didn't have, we didn't didn't even have video when we were young. That didn't come out till later. But so we didn't see models, for instance. We knew a couple of models because we would see them on maybe a Sports Illustrated or maybe somewhere on a television show, but it was very rarely so you didn't really even know what they looked like that much. Even entertainers, only when you saw them on TV. And so we didn't have that constant pressure. We didn't know that we were supposed to look like that. Plus, they were just somebody that lived in a different world, and we didn't have that. Now, these you know so-called famous people are, are connected with us you know through social media and everything that people are confused. And again, putting that pressure. So I ask you this, who gets to decide who you, how you look? And why are you allowing them to decide? Why are you allowing them to put the pressure on you? You go out there and you shine your light and you be the best version of you. But the best version of you might not look anything like the best version of another person. And I really want to encourage you to spend more time, energy, resources, effort on building up the inside on being who God wants you to be on living your dreams on making a difference in the world on being an incredible person because you know I'm going to tell you something when you're when you're gone from this earth 
and you're remembered and it's your legacy, I doubt anybody's going to talk about your hair, your skin, your wrinkles. They're not going to talk about your clothing or the car you drive, drive, drove. What they are going to talk about is how you made them feel. They're going to talk about your accomplishments as a human being. That's what they're going to remember. And since we all care about how we are remembered and we are building our legacy right this minute, then why wouldn't you be far more concerned with how you look, who you are on the inside? Let me encourage you today because you matter. Your legacy is being built right now. And so it's time for you to start focusing on what really, really matters. Stay connected with me at ValerieSilvera.com. I would love to meet you at Still Standing Live in June in Palm Springs, California. I'd love for you to join my Still Standing Tribe, which is my coaching membership. Let's link arms and start shining our light and focusing on what matters. Know that I'm standing right there with you. Thanks again for joining me today. Please subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss notification for any future episodes. And please visit my website at ValerieSilvera.com. I would love to link arms with you and stand with you in whatever it is you're going through because we are in this thing called life together. Have an awesome day.